This podcast is part of the Listen Frederick Podcast Network. To learn more, visit listenfrederick.com. What's up, everyone? It's episode 76 of Beers in the Lot. This week, Aaron and I went on a short trip up to a mountain pond for a short skate. So we discussed that and some other winter fun we've all had over the years. Then Johnny just had to bring up the rumors that Evander Kane may be headed to the Caps And we compared some of the health habits of the current NHL legends and some of the more prominent historical figures in the NHL. So let's crack those beers and have some fun. Crack. Did mine crack? Aaron's poured. I heard it. I sensed it. (laughs) Aaron, what you drinking? (laughs) <laughs> From our friends at Flying Dog, I have a freezing season winter ale. I had one of these the other day, actually. I like these. These are good. What you got, John? Uh, so from Jailbreak Brewing Company down the road, I have a over-the-line double IPA, which has a great little image of Walter yelling at Smokey. <laughs> from the big Lebowski. He's <laughs> over the damn line. There are rules here. This isn't Nom. Briggs, <laughs> um, <laughs> what are you drinking? So, our episodes come out on Wednesdays. Wednesday this week is January 26th, which is Australia Day. So, I found it's hard to find sometimes Cooper's. Best extra stouts from the land down under. This is actually Australian for beer. Abs- it's, yeah, it <laughs> <Not> is. Fosters? <laughs> it is real. That's not the Foster's oil cans? Australian made. I've had it wrong for years. Oh, man. Australian made, Australian owned since 1862. So I have it on good authority that most Australians do not drink Foster's. They do not. They do not. As someone who has good friends over there and has actually visited, you cannot even find it uh, like in a major city like Sydney. I mean, I'm sure it's there, but all the places I went, not a thing. You drink like Budweiser? Not a thing. They they look, you know, not to give away away the secrets, but they love Corona and Coors Light. Solid choices. Yeah, I can't be <laughs> mad at that. But but some of their best like domestic brews are very much like Corona and Coors Light. So um there you go. And Danny has so I have from three notched brewing company a mosaic juicy IPA. And it's part of some series that I really am not gonna pronounce that name because I'm just gonna murder it. Nephology. Nephology. All right. Thank you, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> it is fucking tasty. That's an interesting name, yeah. 
Are you trying to think think of it? I'm trying to think of what it might be because nephra is that means liver or uh, kidneys. One of the two. I forget. I'm not a doctor. (laughs) 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 Nephro, nephrology, whatever. That's like, I don't know. Something like that. Apparently, you never took Latin. Yeah, it's Latin. (laughs) 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 Didn't offer it at my school. (laughs) (laughs) Did they even offer English at your fucking school? (laughs) Oh, they they had to do English. Just nobody in Arkansas knew how to speak it. (laughs) English as a language. (laughs) (laughs) It was English as a primary language. Believe me. They they spoke Arkanese. Arkanese. John Daly taught the class. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. (laughs) So half of the uh, crew here went on a little adventure the other day. Uh, How how was that, boys? Yeah, that was fun. Little uh, little hike, little skate out in the woods in the Frederick Municipal Forest in Chesapeake Bay watershed. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty pretty wild, like a half hour drive up the hill, and mm-hmm. then what, like a ten minute walk, fifteen yeah. minute walk into the woods. There, it was easily quarter of a mile to half a mile or so walk from parking to uh, to, <laughs> to, to to pond. It was it was a trek. <laughs> it was it was a cool like little experience for a day trip on a weekend afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> yep but woke up in the morning and my uh weather station said it was two degrees out so <laughs> i was i was pretty confident that uh any place that had some water would probably be pretty solid <laughs> on that day and <laughs> eric uh eric got a line on a on a body of water <laughs> <laughs> yeah i got a i had a uh anonymous source <laughs> send me a text message actually somebody who listens to us sometimes uh sent me a text message that uh some other hockey playing friendos in the area visited this pond or lake that's probably considered a pond right it wasn't that big it's it's pond size but it's named right? lake yeah yeah <laughs> and and they were they were there uh the week before and the ice was good so i was like let's go check it out oh did they skate the week before yeah a couple people did um, oh wow i didn't so, think it was that cold yeah i did well i'm not i'm not sure how safe it was a week ago <laughs> Yeah, I don't I think know. If it's but shallow enough, right? If it's shallow enough, it probably it, would have been fine. I'm pretty not. sure. <laughs> minimally, there was six inches of ice when uh, we were out there for sure. Yeah. yeah, and if not, like frozen all the way to the bottom in spots. Because when yeah. you you know John, like when you step on it and there's still water underneath, it sounds hollow. Oh, absolutely. It didn't have that sound. It's, it had that like almost like uh non drywall knocking sound yeah yeah you're like you're knocking on a stud <laughs> yeah that's a, i mean that is goofy as it sounds yeah like drywall there's probably water underneath 
sounds like a stud's directly there. Probably good to go. Don't please do not use that as like the actual no, no. Uh, scientific <laughs> no, method no. for seeing if please don't. Oh, the stud finders going off, so you know it must <laughs> yeah. be good to skate on. No, 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 people. There's a reason why I wait until I hear about other people yeah. <laughs> going first. <laughs> Like, so how long have you guys sounds. skated on it? Did anybody <laughs> yeah. fall in? Okay, I think we're good. <laughs> oh, I even when we were out there, there was a couple spots that just kind of looked suspect. And Puck yeah. went over there one time. I laid flat to use my stick to hook it out. <laughs> I wasn't going to risk it, you know. I, I don't know how deep this thing is. There was talk that maybe it was a swimming hole at one point. So I'm, why, why, why risk it? <laughs> But it was lots of fun. Ice cool. was pretty soft because I think it was in the mid twenties when we got out there. So the ice was was yeah. very soft. But direct direct sunlight. Yeah, direct sun. So right. it was definitely soft. But it was it, it was still loads of fun. There was some rain and snow earlier on in the week, so it was a little like the ice like pebbled. was pebbled. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was yeah. more like the pucks would curl. Yeah, on the I ice, like the curling rink. Yeah, <laughs> like, pebbled ice. You know, <laughs> that's right. Yep. So you got to make sure you put the right spin on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you need a sweeper. <laughs> yeah, uh, lots of snow too. I mean, yeah, you, yeah. when it's pebbly like that, I and mean, Eric brought the shovel out, and it basically did nothing. Did nothing but create more snow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So it's like, okay, boys, saucers only today. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, it, Aaron, it's funny you mentioned it, like saying saucers only. So this was, oh, geez, this is good. 12, 13, maybe even 14 years ago, right when I was of drinking age, we had a major ice storm in Maryland. I mean, it shut everything down for like three or four days. There was five to six <laughs> inches of ice everywhere. Aaron and I at the time were employees at the rink. Danny as well. And Danny and I were kind of like trapped at Aaron's house for like a good two or three days before the plows came. And we actually went out in Aaron's backyard, which (laughs) had a little bit of a grade. I mean, it wasn't flat, (laughs) but it wasn't, wasn't complete. We were actually with our actual hockey sticks, throwing sauce out on this, Sheet on the of top ice. of the snow that on had a coat of, of ice snow over it. Yeah. Ice. <laughs> You're like saucing plugs and throwing it around. <laughs> it was so funny. And even Aaron's dad's like, you guys should get your skates. And we're like, no. We'd go right through. But we were actually standing on the ice. And we weren't going through. And we were just kind of messing around. I mean, we're out there for a while. Just kind of like yeah, just messing around. Passing around. In between, in between video games and stuff. I mean, we yeah. uh, it was around that time, yeah. <laughs> And Aaron was like Silver Surfer going around the house, like yeah. down the hill, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like sliding on his oh, feet. There was, oh my gosh, yeah, there was a, there was a little bit of a grade in places, so you get a little bit of momentum going, and yeah, you could slide for fifty yards, <laughs> well, then, or into a fence. <laughs> we actually came by my house. Uh, because we have like a big hill leading to the soccer field and we came at like 10 30 at night. So there's like one street light right by the sidewalk that kind of goes down this hill. You actually physically can't see the hill at night. Aaron would go down on the saucer. He bought, he went to like three home depots or something to find like, right. Aaron, it was like a saucer. You're looking for yeah. like a metal saucer. 
<laughs> he went down. And the funny thing is, after like 20, 30 feet, you couldn't see him, but you could hear him flying across the ice. So we're like, we don't know how long. <laughs> I remember looking at Danny. I'm like, is he still going? Like, can you hear him? Like, <laughs> was this the same one where you was because the hill was not like we say hill. It's more like an embankment where yeah. it's like the road yeah. is up yeah. going alongside of a soccer field. And this mm-hmm. embankment that's really maybe only 15 feet tall, but it's just yeah. super, super steep. Yeah. Like maybe, I don't know, 40 degree angle or something like, like it was really, really steep. Oh yeah. <laughs> and you guys, you guys picked the line and I'm like, you know, this, this doesn't really look like the best line to go down guys. <laughs> this is probably how you're going to break a leg. And <laughs> yeah. if I recall, I said? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What'd you so. say, Daniel? I said, just go. You and then I jumped on the sled and went. Oh. And nearly like, broke your leg. <laughs> yeah. There was a big like jump in the middle of like the embankment, and oh, dude, I just fucking ate it. Like, I, I like bruised my tailbone. I was like, yeah, it's good. You probably don't want to go over here, but you're probably good over there. And then I almost, and then I almost crashed into the soccer net at the very bottom. Yeah. Well, I'm like. I'm not going to hit you idiots. Look at me. I'm an adult. And then I go down and like, I had to bail. Cause if not, I would have hit this goalpost, the <laughs> soccer net. <laughs> That's right. Cause we just heard you heard you bail and heard the sled keep going. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, around the sound, the same time as like Jackass, what 15 at that point, they're on like 77 <laughs> right now, but yeah. It was around the same time with Jackass and stuff, so we had fun. Uh, oh, yeah. We should have brought the sticks out there when we went, because yeah, that that was, was it was all ice, too. And it was yeah. flatter. <laughs> Good times. We don't quite yeah. have the same ODR experience that some of our Canadian listeners get, but uh, now and then we get some ice to skate on. Got to take advantage, right? Yeah. Last time was four years ago, so. Yeah. I unfortunately I'd, couldn't make it work. Yeah. I wanted to be out there. Uh, it was short notice, man. We had to we had to get the rapid reactionary force together and <laughs> <laughs> get up there quick. Gathering intel. Yeah. Uh, the the intel and comms officers couldn't attend, unfortunately. So <laughs> I had to send the uh the sniper division and the grunts in. <laughs> so uh, Definitely a fun time, though. What's happening elsewhere in hockey? Had a tilt Friday night and a tilt Sunday night. That's about it. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. 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 You would have been skating three days in a row if you'd made it to the pond then. <laughs> I know. Well, that'll be uh, that'll be the case uh, the weekend of, of the 5th. That's correct. It, it'll be oh, Friday, Saturday, yeah. and Sunday. I'll be joining Danny on the uh, Trio Grande skate weekend. Yeah. So it'd be fun. Briggs, how do you feel about the Capitals possibly signing Evander Kane? Uh, Because there's there's all these goaltending rumors swirling around as well. Okay. Uh, Just hockey. Just hockey. That's all we're talking about. Okay. He is a talented player. However, the move wouldn't make sense. They don't need him. They're fine. And that's been proven through injuries, 
illness, COVID protocol, etc. The lineups that they put together by bringing guys up, stashing them in, in the taxi squad, moving moving players around. They're they're okay. They don't they do not need to make a move at any of the forward positions, in my opinion. So just hockey wise, I don't think it makes sense. Off the ice, it makes it makes I can't even get the words out straight because it pisses me off so much. It makes no fucking sense to even entertain the idea as a club that thinks that they're still contending. Like if you if you think you still have a shot that you're gonna get into the playoffs and you still have a shot, you still have years left on that. You cannot add that person to the mix. Like, think about it if it was just like a regular office job and you knew that this person had all these issues that affected their availability and affected their trustworthiness. Like, you can't entertain that as an employer. Absolutely not. Yeah, it's a lot of baggage. I mean, the guy's had, he's almost for his entire career, almost a, I think he averages about a half a point a game. He almost, he's like 12 or 15 minutes shy of a thousand penalty minutes in his career. So the guy has no problem defending himself. Tough guy. Power forward when he's on the ice and available. But unfortunately, there's a lot of baggage that comes with this one. So. I don't also know why Edmonton's entertaining it. Like, I understand the idea, like, shake it up, get a little depth, but that's not the issue there. Like, no. it, it, yeah, it's one of the issues there, but it's not that high up. That you, would, that you would take on that risk. Correct. Right? That, because that it a, is a risk. That a personality, it's a risk. Absolutely a a risk. personality yes. like that could come in and upset. There, there is, those players still believe that the whole dry side will blow up with that one uh, writer or reporter in the availability last week is proof that the team, they are, to a player, they're so laser-focused on trying to get to where their potential is, and they're very frustrated with it. But you can't, you can't take on that risk to try and... and and get better and, and get to wherever they're supposed to be. I it it doesn't make any sense. It to me that shows desperation. Like they have no other answers. Yeah. And that's the kind of club that he might have a place in is a club that is desperate for anybody who can put points on the board. And that's that's Edmonton right now. I mean right. that's that's uh, it's it's understandable that they would entertain the, the idea, but you got to think that they're still, it's very heavy, it's a very heavy decision about whether or not they, sh- they should allow that into their locker room. Basically. No matter, no matter what club is, no matter what club has Evander Kane's name on a short list of players to watch, right? And you, you know, take away like his individual personal things like the gambling stuff, which all the players gamble. Okay. Just some of it 
is more detrimental than than others. Uh, the legal stuff. Okay, let's just take that away for for now. He lied to the club. Mm-hmm. He lied to the club, and if you know that happened, you cannot. If you're a team that is in cont- contention, even if you're not, like that has to be a big factor in your decision here. Right. To take on the risk of somebody that's already lied to an NHL club. And two, the one thing I don't think it's, I mean, the NHL is doing their own investigation about it now because apparently had that flight with COVID to Canada from the United States. But the thing that I find kind of egregious, subtract the, you know, the first COVID strike, if you will, with the fake vaccination card of the Sharks. He's in the AHL on the Barracuda team to try and get back to the NHL. And he has, you know, the two mistakes down there where apparently he took the flight without proper medical slash team advice. And then he also, apparently there was a miscommunication, either a miscommunication or something about when he was returning from this trip. Like you're on your what second or third chance already with San Jose. And then you do that. Of course, San Jose is going to, you know, file for a motion to, terminate your contract. And I know the NHLPA was going to file agreements because it's very to. tricky. It's well, it's very tricky because it's a COVID protocol breach. So then you want to make sure it's very um, white and black in regards to what the team determines as a legitimate COVID violation versus someone who, you know, like ourselves, who's just going about their daily lives and unfortunately gets, infected with COVID and then you don't want teams, you know, being able to, you know, start terminating contracts left and right. Yeah. San Jose at the end of the day, they not saying it. I, I'm sure San Jose would prefer to have a perfectly good law abiding Evander Kane on the roster because he is a contributor. They could use it, but it also clears cap room for them. Like that's kind of the one thing. No, no one's really talking about now. Not that San Jose is, at the deadline, going to stock a stockpile, you know, talent to try and make a run to the cup or anything. It's not going to be like that. It's over the course of the next couple of years, they free themselves of a contract, but also at the same time, you got to think like they lost a player. It's not like, it's not like a fourth line guy. I mean, he's a really good NHL power forward. Like that's the other thing. It's, he probably needs a better support staff around him. Unfortunately, I mean, for whatever reason, and, He's one of quite no, a few that, professional athletes that just make poor decisions. Unfortunately, it sucks. That's a hundred percent true. Like he is definitely talented. He has shown that he's capable in the at that level and in the league. But I just at this point, I don't think I don't think he's somebody that you can sign. Like I, I think I hate to say it this way, but it's still San Jose's problem right now yeah absolutely and you know they got to figure it out and he's got to figure out what he needs to do individually to get back to the league because he talent wise and what he's already proven he should be in the league but the off-ice stuff just it takes away from all that it doesn't matter and i i think if it was Subtract everything off ice. Let's just say it never happened. Put that in a vacuum somewhere else. All 32 NHL teams would be calling for his services. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. 
There, there's not a team that wouldn't go in a perfect world go like, yeah, I want Evander Kane. A- every single team, it's it's not even a question. But, you know, these players are making, I mean, I know Dallas is having issues with John Klingberg because John Klingberg wanted a longer term deal similar to what Tyler Sagan and uh, Jamie Ben had. And apparently the Dallas management and ownership doesn't want to commit long term due to the injuries, unfortunately, that Sagan and Ben have had on their bodies. And they don't think Klingberg, given his age, is a guy who can handle an eight year contract. Obviously, I'm not here to say whatever regarding that, but John Klingberg up to this point, great NHL player, no injury issues, but that just shows you what NHL teams are dealing with. They're like, we already have to invest in these guys on ice production. They're kind of, let's call it cohesion in the locker room. And then also too, it's a big part that no one really talks about the durability of their bodies in general, like fluke stuff happens all the time. It's not just something, you know, you got to weigh that in your assessment as a team because we've, we've had the conversation like players are assets. We hate saying it, but it's true. So, you know, it's another thing, unfortunately, with Evander Kane, like he's been durable. Yeah, but it's it's funny. It's like the opposite of the John Klingberg situation where they don't want to bank on the durability. It seems like more teams are kind of like, I can't trust what he's going to do when he's away from the rink at this point. And like I said, that sucks. I hope he gets a better support system because he one punch Matt Cook. We love that shit. But like, <laughs> you know. True story. True story. How about we move on to um, to a 36-year-old who's just having himself a season? I'm not 36 yet. About? <laughs> it's only been like two games in OPG. Are you really having a season, John? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I have, I have like three or four points, I think. He is having so. a season, meaning that he started it <laughs> yes. and he's continuing yes. it. Yes. It is continuing. He has a <laughs> season. <laughs> the season is continuing. He has paid him. his money and now he is continuing his season. <laughs> He's playing <laughs> hockey. <laughs> no, I was I was talking about a 36-year-old who's currently contending for the Art Ross with the likes of Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. I'm talking about a guy who's hoping that he can make a goal-scoring record. This dude is out of his mind. <laughs> this, this OV guy, I don't know if you've heard of him or not. Holy shit. <laughs> he just keeps scoring. <laughs> He's on the Russian deer antler spray, all right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this dude's going nuts. He's still scoring like two goals a game. Like, I don't know what his average per game is this year, but it's high. Holy shit. He's 36. He's just just blasting him in. And maybe, maybe, maybe we've talked about this enough already, but I was just <laughs> looking at stats. And <laughs> Big stack guy. This fucking guy has 58 points through 43 games. And that's good for first in the league. Like he's tied with Huberdo as one game, one fewer game played. And Drysidle has 58 too, I think, with 37 games played. So, I mean, he's, he maybe he needs another couple games, but he hasn't been a COVID protocol to slow him down, I don't think. So, right. Um, that, yeah. That certainly helps. Yeah. Yeah. But, Russians don't get COVID. 
Well, <laughs> tell that to Dmitry Orlov and Evgeny Kuznetsov twice. <laughs> and <laughs> well, <laughs> it, it's it's gone through that roster twice this season already. It's um, funny you mentioned that. Did you see all the nonsense? So Keith Yandel ties uh, Doug Jarvis's record as we're recording for most consecutive games played. There was like this rumor going around, <laughs> line, hint, hint, wink, wink that they're taking Keith Yandel's tests every day and then throwing him in the trash or whatever oh, just because they want to keep the <laughs> keep <laughs> the record going. You know, Phil Kessel's right on his heels, though. I, I was about him. to say, yeah. there's Phil's a couple right guys there. in the league who are who are going for like Iron Man records and stuff, and Phil Kessel's one of them. I think Jordan Stahl, I think, was in the mix until he had an injury he there. 10 yeah. seasons ago or something, but mm-hmm. yeah. uh, he's... <laughs> <laughs> like they these guys they just don't miss games and i really wonder how that's going with covid stuff especially on some of these rosters where you know that guys are getting covid and yeah. these guys aren't though so it's kind of weird but yeah i mean maybe they're just built different <laughs> the well phil definitely built yeah. <laughs> yeah. phil is definitely built I, different he doesn't words. ever train in the words of the great John Daly, you can't pull fat. That's right. <laughs> 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 I mean, that's what he's doing. He's having like uh, 17 Diet Cokes or McDonald's every day and stuff, just like JD. Oh, he switched <laughs> over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Dropping yeah. a couple LBs. Yeah, he'll drop a couple LBs because he still has to hit well, it with his like, boy, Little uh, John. Was it Mario? <laughs> That said, um, I know what you're going to say. It was Mario. They asked him coming into a season, like, you know, did you do anything differently to get ready or something like that? And he goes, well, I stopped putting ketchup on my fries. (laughs) (laughs) So the other, it's funny you mentioned that. So like when he, when he moved to Pittsburgh, he had an apartment, he would get takeout apparently like four or five nights a week. And it would be like pizza, burgers, whatever. The only time he would have a home cooked meal is when like guys would invite him over to dinner. Other than that, he would just walk in like, "Hey, I want a burger. Hey, I want pizza, or whatever." And then apparently, when his then girlfriend, soon to be wife, moved in together, she like would bake a ton of stuff, and that was like his diet. Oh, she would my. cook, but he would eat like cookies and stuff. Oh, Meanwhile, he was getting oh, sounds like Aaron. four or five, four or five <laughs> points a night. Like yeah. bake, right? Yeah, yep. that's right. <laughs> I I just want to take a second to point out that we've come full circle. And at the beginning of the podcast, John Daly was teaching my uh, Ken folk in Arkansas how to speak English. And now he's one of the most quotable. There's a lot of synergy between hockey and golf. So, oh, yeah. Like, absolutely. You know, it, it, uh, the, the figures in golf, you know, John Daly, Tiger. John Daly's a beaut. Uh, lefty, <laughs> like all these type of guys. Luxie. Yeah, like they're a lot like. You suck, they're a lot like <laughs> hockey players, right? So it, a lot of it makes sense in yep. the different contexts. Possibly <laughs> one of the top, top most quotable Arkansans, John Daly there. <laughs> Absolutely. Did he play hockey? 
<laughs> no, if he did, he would be in the top fifty, though. <laughs> you know who the second. You know who the second one is, right? Aaron Michaels. Aaron, no. <laughs> no, I was going to say no. one of the most quotables. Is, well, we're not a, hot, uh, a political prod- podcast, so we can't say the other quotable Arkansan. But we also have Johnny Cash, so there's that. <laughs> or, or, or probably one of the many uh, head football coaches for the Razorbacks. Yeah. I'm sure would be yeah, up there. Yeah, they have a few. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> None as quotable as John Daly, though. <laughs> and with that, episode 76 is in the books. Thanks so much for joining us and listening this week. A lot of what we talk about on the show is actually directly from the running conversation that we have on Discord. So if you want to be a part of that conversation, head over to beersinthelot.com slash discord. We have a lot of great friends and listeners in there. It's a lot of fun. Check it out. Beersinthelot.com slash Discord. If we don't see you there, we'll catch you next week. <laughs>